Leagues, everyone, and welcome to the Locked On Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Locked On Padres podcast. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for this show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you could follow me on my personal account, which is at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And remember, don't worry, you're not going to keep spelling that out for too long, only a couple more episodes before I'll put that to rest. And remember, if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them on the show. You can email, you can DM. The email is LockdownPodgers at gmail.com. Whatever. Just tweet at me. Whatever you want. Send me hate mail. Send me praise. Tweet gifts at me of the Padres. I don't care. Anything is great. I love to interact with you guys and love managing all my accounts and whatnot. I love social media to use it. And if you have questions, I'll definitely, I'm definitely planning to do a mailbag for the show at some point in the future. Definitely keep an eye out for that. And for today's episode, we're talking about some, actually, this is a Wednesday that you guys will be hearing this. We'll be talking about the the Pocota rankings that came out yesterday that are a scientific, data-driven kind of tool that people use that predicts how many wins each team will have every year. It's kind of a, you know, it's a fun thing that I figured we'll talk about. And we're going to talk about where exactly they rank the Padres with all of their improvements and the results might might surprise Padres fans just a little bit. So we'll get into that. And also, I wanted to talk about Tommy Pam. And that's how we're going to start out the show. Tommy Pam, he is a warlock. And you know why? Because I'm going to read you guys a little bit from a, a piece that I saw on the SB Nation blog, Gaslight. I'm sorry, Gaslamp Ball. <clears throat> sorry, still a little bit sick, believe it or not, guys. <laughs> still a little bit sick. It's really ridiculous. I still can barely hear out of my ears. It's I love Tommy Pam and you should too. And basically I was reading this. It was funny. It was basically a praise of Tommy Pam, who the Ra- the Padres obviously acquired from the Rays, which was, in my opinion, a very underrated and solid trade for the team. I think Tommy Pam's going to be excellent and people are sleeping on him just a little bit. But basically Tommy Pam put on his social media on his Instagram story. It was just him taking screenshots or I should say just taking pictures of his TV of AJ Hinch doing his whole apology thing. And he's just captured it with cheating mofos. New report says they cheated on the road too. And this next one is this man capping with the cap emoji. Um, and then he's just like, I'll answer the question for you. Yes, your championship is tainted. And then he put the cloud emoji. Now here's the thing. I love when players do this because as many people know, marketing stars and being a social media and internet bloggy, if that makes sense type of sport, baseball is not very good at doing that. I think that for what it's worth, I, I love seeing players do this stuff. I love them voicing their opinions, and clearly a lot of them have. It's not just Tommy Pam either. It's people from the Dodgers. I remember Cody Bellinger was upset. Walker Buehler was upset. All these guys. Um, I don't remember who tweeted exactly, but someone was basically like, look, I'd rather go up against someone who's taking steroids than someone who knows every pitch I'm going to throw, which I thought was as damning a indictment on the whole Astros cheating scandal, which has obviously dominated all of baseball talk for the past few months. And I agree. It's definitely, I, I might agree with Tommy Pam here. I do think the, the you know, this is the first time I've really weighed in on this podcast about the Astros thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard tons of opinions, but I'm still going to give mine. I might as well. I agree. I think that this is tainted. And as someone who said that there's an asterisk, an asterisk, next to people like the Golden State Warriors for some of their championships. I've, I'm have i on record for saying that because I think that their recruitment of Kevin Durant was a little, uh, it was kind of whack to put it, to, to quickly surmise it. 
I do agree with Mr. Pam. I think it's fun that he's just going out there and attacking for this. You guys could check out the piece on SB Nation, Gaslight Ball. But I think that this whole Astros thing really is a giant story. And I talked about it on yesterday's M- um, Locked On MLB podcast with Sully, where oddly enough, this is this might be the most like relevancy or I should say a coverage that Major League Baseball has had in a long time for the offseason. And that's because of this whole Astro scandal. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you could just go on YouTube and find all these videos of people, these video compilations of people seeing how much the Astros cheated, the trash cans, and you had the whole buzzer thing from a few from a couple weeks ago, which was hilarious. I've been enjoying it from that respect, just as a onlooker. And I unfortunately do say that this did affect some people. You know, this affected players, this affected people who are rooting for teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees and anyone who played the Astros, they have a they have a major gripe with them. But like Tommy Pam said, this is some clown stuff. And I will say though, this this story was a little bit older. And just yesterday, um, we finally had someone from the Astros who didn't cap. They didn't do a clown thing and they apologized. And that was Mar- Marwin Gonzalez. He's the first player to apologize for the whole thing that happened. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. He said, I feel regret. I feel regret and am remorseful, said Gonzalez, who now plays for the Minnesota Twins, of course, per um, Bob Nightingale of USA Today. He also said it's impossible to know if the Astros would have won the World Series in 19, in, or I'm sorry, in 2017 without stealing signs. You can check out that, that video on Twitter. It's all over. Hey, he said, yeah, I'm more remorseful for everything that happened in 2017, for everything that we did as a group, and for the players that were affected directly by us doing this. That's why I feel more regret, and that's why I'm remorseful. So good on Marwin Gonzalez, because in my experience, I feel like a lot of fans are really upset with people like Altuve and AJ Hinch, who they kind of say sorry, but not really. They're not owning up to it. And this is one of the first players, I think, that was really like, no, we messed up. So kudos to Mr. Gonzalez for coming out and being the first one to, to kind of get ahead of this and be like, yeah, we we cheated and it's not cool and I'm not going to, you know, skirt my way around it. So shout out to him. And of course, shout out to Mr. Tommy Pam. Guys, I'm telling you, I think that, you know, not to get all fantasy baseball on you guys, but if you're doing a fantasy baseball league, look into drafting Tommy Pam. I think his numbers are not being adjusted for how much better or not how much better, how much potentially better the team he joined is. That's not true. The Rays are still pretty good, but you get my point. So yeah, we're going to take a quick break now, guys. And when we get back, we're going to talk about these, these Pakoda rankings and what they could possibly mean and whether or not they're accurate. Where do they have the Padres? Where do they have other teams? We're going to talk about it here right after this break here on the Lockdown Padres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we're back, everybody. Here after that quick break, we were just talking about Mr. Tommy Pam, who is a warlock. He is a god amongst men. Love him. Think he's going to be a great addition to the team. And also, I love it when players are fun on social media. Love it. For those who don't know, actually, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, one of the more underrated, this is not a Padres um, thing, but Andrew McCutcheon, one of the more underrated follows on Instagram. I really recommend checking him out. He's just doing goofy stuff and just posting Instagram stories that genuinely have made me laugh. So I recommend you guys following him. But anyway, we're talking the 2020 Pakoda projections. They are out. And I want you guys to take a guess right now. Before I get into it, in your head, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're on your 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 commute to work, you're, you're driving home maybe, it's night outside, you know, a few lights are on, but it's still, it's, it's after hours and you're just hearing the 
the hopefully pleasant sound of my voice to accompany you. Where do you think that they have them finish? Pocota has them projected at 79.3 wins, having them tied for second in the NL West behind the right right on top of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And of course, having the Dodgers projected as a 102 win team. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the second place projection. But I do disagree to an extent. I think that this is a lot lower than other projections that I've seen. People have the Padres winning even 86 games. And the reason why I think that this projection is low is... And look, this is just a random kind of site. I know that they're a big deal. They they become a big thing. It's Baseball Prospectus that does this. If you guys are curious, some other noteworthy teams. The Mets they have at 87 wins. Nationals 87 Yankees at 99, but of course the Dodgers. Unfortunately, I imagine because of the Mookie Betts trade being the team with the the highest projected win total. So this is just one projection rating. Don't don't freak out. Don't get too upset about it because my thing is this. I talked about this before, I think, and um, with just some fans and some friends of mine where, because you know my friends, they know that I'm hosting the podcast and they're wondering, how do you think the Padres are going to do this year? And honestly, my unbiased thoughts are this. There's nowhere, everyone performed under what they should have last year. Let's let's just take apart, take, just aside from the, the transactions that happened with Pomeranz and Pagan and Tommy Pam, among others, just look at it from the perspective of there was a lot of people who had a down year last year. Guys like Jerickson Profar and Will Myers, Eric Hosmer had a little bit of a down year. And Eric Hosmer is a weird one, by the way. Eric Hosmer has always been weird to me. He wasn't terrible last year, but he definitely declined a little bit after his Kansas City year, the last year he was with Kansas City when he batted 318, had an on-base of almost like 400, um, 385 to be exact, and hit 25 homers. Now, while he's never been a big home run guy, he's always been this guy that I found is very back and forth with his years, where one year he's great and then one year he's not so great. I'm hoping that he's, you know, I think that his past, his first two Padres seasons have been okay. But his walk rate, I mean, I don't know what's going on with this guy. I mean, he had an on-base of 385 the last time he was with the Royals, and he can't even get above 320. I just think Hosmer, year three of the deal, I think he's due for a better season. I think that it's it's not even that he's due. I, I shouldn't say he's due. It's that you can see it. That's the whole thing with the team. There's too many players on the Padres where it wouldn't surprise you if they, they perform better. Even Jerickson Profar, who... I like. I think he's okay. Hey, I'm old enough to remember when he was a, pro- a huge prospect with the Rangers. I remember when that was still a big deal, back when I was still in high school. With Machado, who everyone's kind of, not everyone, but people around the league that I've that I've seen and stuff that I've read, everyone's kind of down on him and they're doing the typical thing. Oh, he's, he's overpaid and this and that. My thing is, look, Machado's still, even at his worst, even when his offense isn't great with his like 256 batting average last year, didn't walk as much as I would have liked, still has the power, and most importantly, he's still great at third baseman. In fact, I'd say that Manny Machado is a Hall of Fame caliber third baseman in terms of just his defense. I think he's that good. I really do. So even when he isn't batting up to his his potential, he's still an above average player. And that's the thing. He's still awesome. So if you take into account a regression to mean, perhaps, get a little bit higher average, maybe hit something like 40 home runs, who knows, that means he's going to be better, and that means the team as a whole is going to be better. And, as I was saying, that's just based on taking out the acquisitions. 
this is a team that now will have a full season of Fernando Tatis, who is one of the great young breakouts of last year. He's awesome. I mean, what a, it's always great when you see your prospects just immediately be good. You can't be impatient, of course. Not all of them are going to be Fernando Tatis. I'm sure Trent Grisham, you know, he struggled a little bit last year in, in limited time. I know he didn't have too much time with the team, but I'm sure he's going to have some points where he struggles. But Tatis, it's great to see. You know, batting over 300, almost 2020 guy in terms of home runs and steals. And now we're getting a full season of him. And then you have Tommy Pam, the warlock. I'm just going to keep calling him from that from now on. Tommy Pam, the warlock. It's just a great word. I like it. We're going to try and I'm going to get like fantasy, like sci-fi surnames and I'm going to attach them to every Padres player. I'm going to think of them for each person. But for now, Tommy Pam's the warlock. Um, and then you have Drew Pomeranz. You add him. You add Emilio Pagan. And you have the fact that the Padres are in some circles projected to have one of the best bullpens in the league. You take into the fact that Chris Paddock was a quiet, quiet, young breakout star pitcher last year. And I'm sure he's going to be the opening starter. If he can improve, if you have guys like Joey Lucchesi who can improve, and Garrett Richards, who has been good before. I mean, this guy was a potential all-star at one point if it wasn't for his health. I just think that this is a little bit low of a win total. I like that they have them better than the other teams in the division because, you know, Rockies, the Rockies are the ones that I could seriously see falling apart. And the Giants, I think they completely overperformed last year. They really don't. I, I just think that they're one of those weird quirky teams that are not nearly as good as their record shows and granted they didn't finish that great but I just think that I think they overperform like crazy I really do I think that they're gonna go way down this year the Diamondbacks there's some sleeper potential with them and I'm sure we're gonna talk about them on a future episode but I really feel good about this team and I think that in general I kind of like what people don't hype up teams. I mean, for football fans out there, we all saw what happened to the Cleveland Browns this season with all the hype they got. So yeah, let us fly under the radar. Baseball prospectus, Petco rankings, or Pocota rankings, I'm sorry. Got a little mixed up with the, the names there for obvious reasons. Let us fly under the radar. It's fine. I love it. Doubt us. I don't, I don't mean to do the whole bet against us. I'm like I'm Julian Edelman of the Patriots, but bet against us. This is a team that really only has one way to go, and that's up. And I think that they have a move to make, and I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people. And we're going to dive deep into that the more we do this podcast. That's it. That's it for today's edition of the Locked on Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Himalaya, uh, Overcast app, anywhere. Check out Megaphone, whatever you want. It'll be on there. It's episodes Monday through Friday. We're going to be talking Padres all the time. This is my first week as the host. This is my first, this is my third episode that you guys will be hearing. And I'm excited. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. I really do. Remember to send questions. Remember to follow the show's Twitter account, my Twitter account if you want. Hit me up on there. I'm just, I'm really excited to geek out about some Padres baseball guys. I know I've said that before, but I really mean it. So yeah, stay tuned for next time here for the Lockdown Padres podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network.